morning, everybody. We got a very special episode coming up for today on Robbie South on leadership. We've got a very special guest who has a wealth of knowledge and experience in leadership and management. He's had a little bit of both experience there, and he's going to give us some insight on his personal experiences with both of those in his lifetime and how he has developed his personal skill to become the best leader that he is today and how he is personally building leaders within his own organization. So with that being said, I want to welcome Mr. Sean Drake to our wonderful podcast here. And I'm, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us here. Glad to be here. I and mean, as you were talking, I was like, man, who's the special guest, man? This is going to be awesome. <laughs> well, you know, there's only Incredible. one of you, man. There's no right? comparison, right? Oh my gosh, man! Yeah, it's been um, it's been a ride and and still going. So, you know, but that's what makes it fun, right? You know, that's what makes it fun, man. It's all about the journey. So, <laughs> but but thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, if if you don't mind, give us a little bit of insight on. You know, your managerial experiences. I know you was in the cell phone industry for a little while. So yeah. tell us about the, about that experience, if you don't mind. Uh, not at all. So, um, you know, like like I think there is a um, there is a large group of people out here, even still to this day, that are working at a place but don't know what they want to be when they grow up. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I was one of those people kind of coasting through life. And I've always been a great employee. You know, I'm not going to miss any days. I'm going to show up every day. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I just, you know, when you're, you're just kind of going through the motions. Yes. And so um, I've always been in um, kind of a retail sales oriented business my entire, pretty much since I started working. I mean, my first job was really scooping ice cream at 31 Flavors, which okay. was an incredibly fun job. I did that at 15. Um you know, you start as the grunt man, you know, wiping baseboards and cleaning blenders and and stuff like that and, you know, running to get ice cream out of the freezer. And then, you know, one day you ain't, you know, you ain't washing lettuce no more. So they let you make the milkshakes and the banana splits, man. And so while that was a fun job, that's not a very serious job. Uh, you right. know, it's a perfect job for a 15 year old. Scary thing I will say before we move on is, uh, going back to 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 visit that place some 10 years later and some of the people that I was working with were still working there that was a terrifying thing for me yeah that was a very terrifying thing for me because I said the pay is not good here at all so why are you still here right exactly um so that that was a little bit of motivation for me personally when that happened to me but um from there I'd always been in a retail sales um you know environment and my takeaway from that and how that applies to being in management and leadership is, um, you know, working in a sales environment, and it doesn't matter what it is. If you're interacting with the public, you're in a sales environment. Yes. You know, and and the sooner you come to grips with that, you know, like, oh, I don't like to sell. I don't want to sell. Every, I mean, 90% of everything is a sales environment. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, the sooner you, the sooner you, you know, in, you know, take that in the better a salesperson, the better a manager leader you're going to be. So, you know, my, my first kind of retail sales job was, was um, I used to sell gym shoes for a company that was called the finish line, which is still in business today as a competitor of uh, Foot Locker and champ sports. I haven't heard of them in years. Yeah, man. Um, 
We were making some noise back in the day, man. We yes, had money to spare. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so that was that was really where I learned sales techniques. I mean, as simple as it was, I mean, it was a low paying job. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, probably two bucks above minimum wage, but they, in- they invested heavily in their in their salespeople and their representatives that were interacting with the public. And uh, I learned something very important working at that job. And that was um, if you don't learn the process, it doesn't matter what it is, you're going to fail. And Very what, good point. I, what, I, what I quickly realized is that there's a process to selling. The reason people don't like selling or being in sales is because they don't understand the process. And if you just get good at the process, then you're going to have massive success. It doesn't matter who you are. You can have a dry personality. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I tell people this all the time. I'm a very shy, bashful person. They don't believe me, but I am. And, uh, you know, but I've gotten good at the process over the years so that it doesn't bother me anymore. You know, I'm not as shy as I used to be. I still, for a moment, have that little, uh, you know, but then I get over it very quickly. Right. And so I learned I learned there the process. From there, I, I went and worked for a, a major department store. Um, I was at Bloomingdale's. That was fun. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and, and, but again, that same process applied. Why, the reason I had success there is because that same process that I had, you know, selling everybody's favorite gym shoes, uh-huh. uh, you know, applied selling high end, you know, appliances, cookware, you huh. know, area rugs, all these things. You know, the difference is somebody's not spending one hundred fifty dollars; they might be spending fifteen thousand dollars. But the process is the same. But well, that, that brings up a question to me. Yeah. You said there's a process, and I absolutely yeah. understand that, and I get that. One of the other key things that I always hear people talk about, or maybe not always, but a lot of people different talk about, is when you're in sales, regardless of what it is, like you're talking about, yep. you are selling yourself. People have to know you and like you. So you're selling yourself, number one. What are your thoughts on that? Is that a, a real factor in things? 100%, 100% correct. Um, you know, in in every in every phase of, of, of the situation, if, if for one moment they don't like you, then it becomes... Does the product or service that they're coming to get outweigh the fact that they don't like you? Yeah. And if, now, now that product and service has to be, you know, really scarce, right? So gotcha. if I'm going to go buy something and this is the only place that has it in stock and I can only deal with it, then then you're going to have to put up with the crappy attitude of the salesperson or the storekeeper, whoever that is. Uh-huh. But if that product or service is in abundance and I can get it anywhere... Oh man, it, the, the pendulum swings the other way. I gotta really like you to want to buy it from you. And at the moment that I don't like you and I have an abundance of product or service, I'm out. And most sales reps don't understand that. Most people interacting with the public don't doesn't understand that. And so, that's why, you know, real quick, that's why I I, I put such an emphasis on my physical appearance uh-huh. and you know making sure my clothes are or look a certain way and. You know, I keep myself together, you know, and, and you know, making sure that you're combed and trimmed and, uh-huh. you know, everything is up to snuff because people judge you. You shouldn't, but people judge you. You and know, that, that's, that's the fact of Yeah. And then, and then from there, the process starts. But the first part of that process, the first part of that sales process is an introduction and building rapport. That's number one. Yes. So if, <laughs> if, if I don't, if you don't like me, it's over. And that goes along with being a leader, in mm-hmm. my opinion, as well. You have to have the skills, the trust, and the knowledge to be able to sell your ideas 
to the people that you're leading. Or absolutely. In, and so, absolutely. can you elaborate on, on some of those things and how that kind of incorporates? Yeah. So I'll start by saying the thing that most people won't, and that's that leadership sucks. <laughs> <laughs> The leader has to do yeah. a lot of work that most people don't realize. Yeah. Um, the leader is probably the person that loses the most in leadership. Uh-huh. And um, and here's why that is, you know, along the lines of what you're talking about is a lot of times a really good leader, great leaders can can kind of not just see down the road, but they can also see down the road and around the corner. Yes. And a lot of times we we can see something coming that that can potentially be a hindrance or a detriment to you. And we want to help you, but I can't coddle you. Right. I, I can't, I can't do it for you. If I'm a good leader, if I'm a right. good leader and I, and I want you to grow, then I have to prepare you. And there's a difference. Give and the so skills, that, the knowledge. Yes. Yes. And that rapport is key in that because some, some people, you know, you, they just getting their feelings, man. You know, it's like you try to yes. tell them, says, "Oh my God, he doesn't like me," or oh, "He's picking on me," or whatever. She's picking on me. Oh my God, they they don't want me to. It's like, no, I'm trying to prepare you for what's coming. I can see what's coming. Yeah, <laughs> believe I'm it or not, I've been there, and I'm not scared yeah. to say it now. But you know, I've done a lot of personal growth, which we all do in time. You know, we all do. You know, we all do. <laughs> we all do. And it, it's tough. You know, so as a leader, you 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 know, you take that on. And um, but again, like what we were just talking about, you know, your your relationship or your rapport with, you know, your team or whoever you're leading is key, because unlike the military, military has forced leadership. Right. You do what I say or I kill you kind of thing. (laughs) In most organizations, that's not the case. It's really a volunteer army. Yes. You know, uh, you're here. A lot of times places are offering you a paycheck or, or some type of compensation. And so, again, because that thing that I want, in this instance, the pay or the compensation may be greater than the other place I came from, I'm willing to deal with a bad leader. But in in certain situations where it's truly a volunteer, we're in a volunteer army, if the pay's not that good, I don't have to put up with this and I'll have Absolutely. to deal with it. And, and so that's that's where it, it becomes difficult. And and so again, that that process of of as a leader building rapport with your team so vitally important. But I learned that at the beginning, before I was even in a position of leadership, I, I learned that from just dealing with the public, interacting with the public, yes. and finding out what people want. I think that's something that's sorely missed today. Um, you know, I consider I myself a, a person with some means, right? Maybe not considerable like some of the folks I know, but I've got some means uh-huh. above average means. And I go into a place and there's something that I desire that I want to, you know, leave with, purchase, whatever. And I find it interesting that very few people these days actually take the time to find out what you're looking for or what it is that your needs are or or what's going on. And they're very curious as to why they're not more successful. Yes. And the reason is because you're not taking the time. You're not going through the process. Right. And part of that, that process is under, what, why are you here? What's up? You know, it's a Sunday afternoon. It's beautiful outside. Why are you here in my store? I have to be here. You don't. Why are you here? People don't do that anymore. And so I totally agree. It's non-existent. And you can pick whatever industry, restaurants, you can you can retail sales, 
you know, big ticket items, cars, homes, um, you know, it, it, people just don't know how to ask you or find out genuinely, uh, why are you here? It's not, it's, they don't have the empathy. No, 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 yeah. not at all. And not empathy all. Is, is important in, in, the, in knowing and building that relationship. Am I correct there? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because and it doesn't take long. No, it's, no. And it's like you're saying, you're getting on their level knowing them. So yeah. you can actually kind of guide them without them knowing you're guiding them to yeah. what their, their end goal is. Is that absolutely. correct there? You're 100% correct. Okay. And it's the, the, the great leaders are able to do that. And, and so for me, it's something I'm still working on. Um, you know, I, I had a situation earlier today where I was um, dealing with a person on my team and she's feeling it, uh-huh. you know, she, she's getting beat up by life, which I kind of told her, I said, you're going to get, you're going to start to get beat up by life. And here's why uh-huh. oh, I got it under control. You, you, Robbie, you know, how they go, oh, I got it under I control. <laughs> You don't know what he's talking about. He's just making up stuff. Ah. And then here comes the phone call today. Ah, you know, I'm, I need to take a little bit of a step back. I'm getting beat up. And this was a hard call for me to make. And I said, why? I said, I saw it coming. And I was trying to prepare you. Right. You listening to me. So I said, I said, it's okay. I'm not going anywhere. Right. Be back. Take care of what you need to take care of. Come back. So that's it. Yeah. And, yeah. It's and tough. that brings up another really good point. Yep. To be great leaders, where does leadership ultimately start? Does it start with yourself and guiding yourself and being disciplined with yourself and making sure that you're doing what you have to do before you can really help others succeed in, in their goals? Absolutely. Um, and I'll, I'll give a personal journey. Um, I posted this up on my social media um, yesterday or day before. Day before. Um, January... Somewhere between January and March 2021, coming out of COVID. Yes, um, I saw that post. Very I, good. Man, I, I was battling, most people don't know this, I was battling depression. Um, I was I was not happy with, you know, myself, uh-huh. my family, the world. I mean, nobody knew what was happening. Everything that we knew was pretty much out the window, you know, and it was, it was like literally putting the planet on punishment. Right. And so I gained... A ton of weight, man. I mean, coming out of COVID, I was 253, almost 254 pounds. Wow. Um, my health was starting to fail. Um, you know, I'd gone in to get my my annual physical. My doctor said, Mr. Drake, you're a very smart person, but there's two things that I see here that are, are red flags that are going to kill you if we don't get these things under control. And uh, one was my A1C, the other was my cholesterol. And uh, he, you know, and he looked at me and he said, A1C, we can we can get that under control quickly. He said, but the cholesterol is contrary to popular belief, a bigger issue. He said, I would rather die than go through open heart surgery. And I had a young doctor look across the table and tell me that. And it it frightened me. Yes. And so I started on this, um, you know, I kind of re-engaged on a personal development, physical health and wellness journey. And so today, you know, I went from two, 253 and a half pounds down to, you know, the lowest I've been here in, in the last 30 days, is probably about 217. Wow. And, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, my BMI was like a 36. It's now it's down like a 23, you know, my pant size, was like a 42. Now I'm, I'm, you know, flirting with going down to a 34. That's, you know? that's congratulations. Thank you. And, and, but the journey's not over. And so I took that after picture two years later and I posted it up and that thing has been engaged like 1500 times online. It shocked me. 
Oh, yes. So so to answer that question of where does leadership start, it, it starts with you and making a decision that here, here's the goal. Here's what I want to accomplish. And that's a strategy. You know, I want to lose weight. I want to make more money. I, I want to I want to build a bigger business. I want to build a bigger team, you know, whatever. Uh -huh. That's a strategy. How are we going to do it, though? Right. That's a tactic, right? So I want to lose weight. What are you willing to, to do to, to, to lose that weight, right? For me, it was I need to hire a personal trainer. I need to get a gym membership. I need to eat better. Those are tactics. Yes, absolutely. And, 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 and then, right, the accountability piece comes in. The leadership comes in in that daily accountability. Did uh -huh. I do what I said I was going to do? Did I, did I, I'm not a secret goal person. So I told everybody, hey, I got to get this weight off me. And right. so it was hard. It was humbling. And, and so I felt, you know, I got back in the gym and I felt weak, you know, and, and, and so I realized that I'd let my habits get out of whack. So that leadership comes, it started with me. Right. And I want more longevity. I want to do more things. And, and so then now that discipline, like you just mentioned, that's part of my accountability. That's part of our tactics of how we're going to attack this goal. And we're going to get in here every day for, you know, at least three days to start. We want to ramp up to five days. All right. We're there. You know, we got to eat better. We got to pay closer attention to what we're eating. How are we going to do that? We got to we got to start looking at the things that are killing us and, and eliminating those things from the from the diet. Gone. Right. And, and then the same thing is true in business. You know, it, it's you know, I lost one of my best friends in the whole world last year. And, you know, May 1st, he passed away. Oh, that's horrible. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that. But, you know, it, I was immediately grief stricken. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think I was fully depressed, but I was close. Right. Um, you know, I mean, this is a person I've known 30 years and he just up and died on me suddenly. That's and, always hard. Uh, very hard. I mean, we were close, close. And so but the, the flip side of that coin is we were close. And I knew what his expectations of me are. Uh -huh. and, and here again comes that leadership, that discipline. So a lot of my friends are still dealing with it. And they uh -huh. should. Because uh -huh. it was a hard, it's a tough loss. I mean, it, I mean, if you added up 10 of us, he's better than all 10 of us times five. He's that good of a person. Right. And and however, um, I knew that he would be looking to me to kind of be that person to help get everybody through. Uh -huh. And I don't know if I'm doing a hundred percent good job of it, but I knew that I needed to get on the other side of that grief. And on the other side of that feeling bad a little quicker than everybody else. Uh -huh. And so again, there's that leadership of here's the goal. We're all beat up, but I can't allow us to stay here. I can't harp here. It's not, right. it's not serving it. It's not serving any of us. So here comes that leadership. And again, that self-discipline of getting through that grief, dealing with it, embracing it, not suppressing it, letting it out, letting the tears out, whatever, scream, yell, shout, go talk to somebody, read a book, take a trip, be by yourself, whatever, get through it quick uh -huh. so that we can get to the other side of it. Now, here we are coming into 2024, still hurts, but I have a renewed sense of, man, there's some hope here. You know, we have a chance to have the best year ever here. And so that's part of the leadership that I say it sucks. Yes. It sucks. You're yeah. never going to make everybody happy. Oh, no, you're never going to do that. Absolutely right.
your 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 um I had one of my very good um friends in, in our business here say to me, he said, Sean, he said, leadership sucks for a couple of reasons, but here's here's the thing you gotta understand. You gotta make a call. You gotta make a decision, no matter what it is, and then stick with that decision. Whatever your reasons are for the decision, evaluate them, pros and cons on either side, but make a decision knowing that you're not gonna please everybody. And that's the hard part about leadership. When you truly care about people, you really have a rapport with people. Sometimes you're going to make a call that they don't like. Yes. And that's okay. Because there's been times people have made a call that I didn't like. But also being a good leader is knowing when to be a great follower. Exactly. And knowing when you got to just kind of fall in line because for the greater good, it may be better. That's a tough pill to swallow, man. Absolutely. And then really another quick about. question here that's just kind yeah. of got my my wheels turning here. Yeah. Uh, as you said, you started out, you know, wiping the baseboards, working mm-hmm. your way up through different events and things like that. As you've moved up through your career, where did you learn your leadership skills and how do you continue to polish them as we move forward? Great question. Um, so um, Tom Matthews, you know, our, our, our great leader uh-huh. said to me once many moons ago, I mean, 2024 will be 19 years. I've been in this industry, man. And um, Tom Matthews said to me one day, he said, um, there's no greater book than, than the one that you wrote yourself. Wow. And I didn't, and I didn't understand what he was talking about when he said it. like most times, right. Let me back up a second. How I started developing leadership skills is getting in the room with people that I perceive were better leaders than me. Uh-huh. Step one, if you're the smartest leader or the best leader in the room, trust me, you're in the wrong room. Right. I want to be the worst leader in the room. And I want to get in the room with the people who are the better leaders. Uh-huh. And so as I started exposing myself to people that were part of our firm, the Tom Matthews of the world, the Bill Mitchells, Bill Barnett we have here locally. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the Kim schoolers of the world yes. and so on and so forth. These, these great people who were a part of our firm from the beginning. And I was a young, you know, pup when I started here, I didn't know anything about leadership and, and all that. So I know work hard. Right. Start to get in a room with them. So step one, get in the room with them. Uh-huh. People that you perceive as better, whatever it takes. There were Robbie, there were meetings I snuck into. I wasn't supposed to be in there. <laughs> they were, they were SMD meetings. They were EMD and above CEO meetings. Uh-huh. Right. EVC meetings. I, I got notes from those meetings. Nothing wrong with they were talking about did not apply, but there were some leadership concepts that were in there that they were talking about that I was there for. Right. Yeah. If you throw me out, you throw me out. But while I'm here, I'm I'm, I'm going to get this information. And um, <laughs> that's what I did. So I, I forced my way into the room of the people that, that I perceived as better leaders than me. How did I perceive their better leaders than me? Their houses were nicer, their cars were better, their bank accounts were bigger. That's how I perceive who's a better leader here as far as being around our company, right? right? And I started taking notes. Those notes started growing. They went from a notepad to two notepads to 10 notepads. Then it turned into a spiral notebook. Then it turned into a leather journal that's got 500 pages in it. Then it starts getting digital, man. And then all of a sudden you look up after a little while and you've got all these notes everywhere. Uh-huh. And some of them are, you know, how do you do this business? And then sometimes they're, you know, little quotes you wrote down for when you're not feeling your best, when you're down in the dumps or you had a tough day and, you know, you refer to it and you're like, this is what Tom was talking about. There's no better book 
to read than the one that, that was written by your own hands, right? And, and so all those collections of notes from being in the room started, it starts getting into you, right? There's no way. I say, I say all the time to my friends, people reach out to me, sign and say, oh man, you know, you lost so much weight. You're doing so, so well. And how do you do it? And I said, it starts by just going to the gym. If you just go to the gym every day, even if you don't have a plan, if you just went to the gym every day, accidentally, you'd lose 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ten pounds. If you just swiped your card, went through the turnstile, and just went in the gym, yeah. just went in and just said, you know what, while I'm here, I, I see what that person's doing. Let me do what they're doing. Right. That person's doing. Let me do what they're doing. And then I know this machine over here. This is a treadmill. This is electrical. So I'm just going to walk here for 15 or 20 minutes on each one. And I'm going to do a couple things. I see these folks. over. If you just accidentally did that every day, you, you, you'd lose 10 pounds. I promise you. The same is true in business when it comes to leadership. If you just accidentally got in the room with the good leaders and you just shut up, right? And then you just listened. Uh -huh. Just went in the room, pen and paper, these two things, and just listened. Right. You would actually start to become a good leader. Uh -huh. Simply because you would start to absorb some of the things that people are saying in that room that are way better leaders than you are. Right. And I did that. That's how I started on the leadership journey. Then, to, to me, there's like three parts to it. First, get in the room with the better leaders. Uh -huh. Second, there's some non-negotiable things that you have to get associated with in your life to become a good leader, right? You got to know who John Maxwell is. You need to know who Brian Tracy is, right? You, you need to know who some of these incredible authors who have written books on leadership and leadership development and, you know, how to, how to be b better with people. You got to know who Dale Carnegie is. You know, you you, yes. you just got to go read their material. And I'm still, you know, every time we go somewhere and the leader says, oh, man, I'm reading this book. My ears perk up. What book did you read? Yeah. And yeah. between Audible, between Apple Books, Kindle, Nook, you know, whoever, uh -huh. download the book. You can oh, get it instantly on this thing. Yes. And take a little time. Take an hour a day and read a few pages. And read a few yeah. pages, read a few pages. And I think that's the bridge is getting in the room. You got to, there are just certain books you got to read. And you yeah. read those books. Sometimes you got to read them two or three times. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, yeah man. You know, and, and then you start, it starts linking up things that you heard at that meeting. Oh man, that kind of sounds like what this person was saying in this book. And I see how now it was applied over here. Right. Those are the first two things that you got to do. Here's the third thing that you got to do. And this is where people get real scared. You got to apply that knowledge. Absolutely. You got to take a chance. Yes. Right. But you got to be unafraid that if it fails, that didn't work for me. <laughs> Yo, that didn't work for me at all. I want to go do something else or I want to tweak this. Or how about this? At this point, you probably have a leader that you would consider a mentor. Uh -huh. Hey, can I take you to lunch today? I want to talk about what I'm working, what I'm struggling with, what I've tried to do. How did you overcome that? Can you help yes. me with that? And yeah. all of a sudden, man, it, it just starts to come together, you know? But a funny thing happens, um, you know, bad habits can't live where good where good habits are. Yeah, they, absolutely. Absolutely right. Impossible. Impossible. Yes. You know, and, I was the I was the two sodas a day kind of guy. I love Pepsi and Coke and all that stuff. Right. And, you know, and no wonder I was 253 pounds, right? I'm drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking three, four, five sodas a day, right? 
And uh-huh. now all of a sudden you could set an entire case down in front of me and it's safe. Like it, right. it's, it's not going anywhere because the good, the good habits have come to replace the bad. So, you know, you got to get those habits in you, those leadership development, you know, you got to get up and say those affirmations, man. And you got to believe in yourself. Absolutely. And, uh, and it, all, it just, it just starts to take off. It, 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 it off. really does. You're, you're absolutely right. I couldn't agree, agree more with you. And as we're no. getting close to the end of this episode, I just want to make, you know, one more kind of reinforcement of what you were just talking about with step two. As many of you know, I still work at the fire department and we got a new fire chief in uh, a little over a year ago where I work. And to kind of compare night and day, our old chief, I respect him. He was a good guy. He did not have the leadership skills to carry us to the next level. Not trying to talk bad about the guy, but mm-hmm. each person has their own, own leadership style and skills. With our new chief come in, I hadn't really talked to him much, but about a month ago, he was at my station and we was just chit-chatting, general conversation. Now, Chief, I got a question for you. I said, I know you're here. I said, but outside of fire department, what books do you recommend for leadership? He rattled off three or four different books. He said, I've got two of them at home I will bring to you for you to read. So instantly, just like you said, I had two books complimentary loaned to me to help build me up to make me a better leader. Not going to cost me a dime. No. And I can sit there and pick his brain about how to be a better leader because he's not only a fire chief, he's also in the National Guard uh, Air, Air Force. So he's got two different aspects of it there. So that's right. just another wealth of knowledge. You know, I'm learning from you and all of our other team leaders. Yeah. But I'm also picking everybody else's mind there. And I think that's what we have to do. And I don't know if you ever listened to John Wilkin, but he is an excellent author that deals with SEAL team uh, maneuvers and leadership skills. I've been listening to him and man, it's just mind blowing about how I can apply that to what I'm doing with our company as long as as well to the fire department. So it's very rewarding for me to be able to talk to you and all of our other leadership along with him to continue to build my skills. And that's one reason I've started this podcast is to help me one build my, yeah, I'm being a little bit selfish. I'll admit it, but I'm going to help build my leadership within me. But also if I can spread this knowledge and this information to the next person, that's what it's all about. You know, we want to build the best people and to build their leadership to the best of their ability. And I think with this knowledge, and like you said, knowledge and then implement, take action. Because without the action, the knowledge is useless. Yeah. Yeah. Leadership is not ethnocentric. It's not specific to one group or another. It's actually, you know, everywhere. If you allow it, if you allow leadership, if you seek leadership, it's there. Yes. But you gotta humble yourself. That that's yeah. it, one hundred percent. Well, yeah. I want to thank you for joining us on this episode. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're a busy man, but we we do appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge and taking this time to share that with us. Anytime, Robbie. Anytime, my friend. <laughs> well, we look forward to hearing and seeing y'all on the next episode. Y'all have a great day. <laughs>